one of the more determined of us. I'm sorry? You refuse to pass through. Quite the strength of character, this incarnation. Hmm? The question is, what are we going to do about it? Do about what? Our predicament. This is supposed to be handed over. You can't ruin it for the next one. And you were doing so well. Where am I exactly? Because the last thing I remember is being forced to regenerate. That's why we're here, to stop you moving any further through. You are not finished. We are not finished. We being? Vestiges of your consciousness. Fragments of yourself. From the past. Don't worry, I've got a plan. Well, I will have by the time we get to the Doctor Who podcast. Everybody and welcome to episode 349 of the Doctor Who podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, James. Well, the power of the Doctor has aired. Hooray! Yes, hooray! <laughs> yes, we've literally just finished watching it and we decided to, uh, rather than talk to our families about it, we talk to each other instead. <laughs> Did you talk to your family about it at all? Did they watch it with you? Joe and Scott watched it all. Amelia came down to watch The Regeneration. Right. Did you have to call yeah. her? <laughs> no, no, she came down of her own free will. She, she sat with me. Um, lots of talking and stuff all the way through. Ooh, um, yeah, so... Uh, I probably missed a couple of bits of dialogue because I was c- continually going shh to people <laughs> all the way through. Um, you know, three quarters of us um, w- watched the uh, watched it um, in its entirety this no, evening, which, which is a I think it's a first <laughs> actually. It's been a long time this end as well since we've had anything resembling family viewing. But Natasha watched it with me. She's fourteen now, and it's the first episode uh-huh. of Doctor Who, brand new one that she's watched all the way through since Jodie Whittaker's first series. So what was that? Season 11, I think. And yeah. um, she, she never picked it up again after um, the first episode of Spyfall, I think. But she watched oh, this okay. one. And uh-huh. I mean, she didn't claim to understand any of it. Perhaps we'll talk about whether or not anyone understands all of it <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> shortly. But uh, she enjoyed some of the characters, which uh, I, I will start off by saying... Uh, that was my experience as well. It was brilliant mm. to see Ace and Tegan back, and I'm so glad that they were recognisable. You know, they they were the characters from the classic series. I felt. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, I was beginning to wonder how they're going to fig- you know, factor into the plot, uh, which they which they did. They they got their own little piece of action. You know, because, I mean, Tegan back in the day never really got a chance to sort of save the day like that. 
Um, so she got her sort of moment in the spotlight mm. um, as well, which which I really liked. I really liked. I think they all did, actually. And I, I don't know whether you've had an opportunity to listen to the preview of, of this episode I recorded with Michelle, but we, we went through a list of characters that we knew was returning. And I think we got up to 13, <laughs> coincidentally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yet I think pretty much every character had space and I guess that's because the 90 minute feature length episode yep. helped but uh, but did you mm. enjoy it do you know what I did uh, I know it's sort of like an, an, an initial reaction to it uh, I should probably watch it again with a, probably with a more critical eye uh, but I did actually want to sit down and just watch it as a fan rather than watch it as a as a podcast reviewer um and I really did enjoy it. And I think that's probably more down to the fact that there was a lot of nostalgia, particularly at the end, and also seeing some old doctors as well, which I thought was quite clever, actually. And also giving Ace and Tegan a moment with, with their doctor as well, which was caught me by surprise. I've got to be honest. Best bit of the episode yeah. for me, Phil. Best bit of the episode. Tegan with the fifth doctor, Ace with the seventh doctor. Um, and, and regardless of the remainder of the story those two scenes had me tearing up really absolutely i it, it's been such a long time since doctor who has had that feeling or, or had that impact yeah. and uh, oh you bet just listening to the fifth doctor and the seventh doctor talk to their companions uh, in in yes it was a nostalgic and perhaps you could call it a little bit cheesy if you wanted to be harsh but, oh, it got this fan. It was the only part of the episode, incidentally, that I did feel, well, anything about, yeah. really. But, um, <laughs> but both, both both those little scenes were amazing. And uh, my life is richer <laughs> for having seen them. Well, I think the... Um, I was getting to wonder, because you've got you know, Daleks, Cybermen. You mm. had Ashad come back again. It wasn't the same Ashad. It was a little throwaway line. It was a clone. A um, yeah, it really was a Russian yes. doll. I think the only bit I did cringe at, and Scott cringed at as well, was um, the master dancing to Rara Rasputin. <laughs> I just had flashbacks to the sound of drums. Yeah, exactly. Of course, you know, Same da- here. Da- David Tennant, John Sim, you know, the master and the doctor, and some kind. Of, it did feel like a bit of a. A rip-off. Did I have a wry smile? Yes, I, I did. I it did. Was, do you know what? I think the the best way to sum this up, it was like a greatest hits package, really, because you had that, that sort of like a little callback to Sound of Drums. Uh, you had the Daleks drilling to the centre of the Earth from <laughs> yeah, Dutch Invasion Earth. Uh, you had the Master doing like, the little plan words on the Daleks' master plan or the Master's Dalek oh, yeah, plan. Or the, or, or the Master's yeah, Doctor plan. Yeah, where or, it was. Yeah, no one would have had a clue what that meant apart from dying a wall doctor who exactly fans. exactly um i think the master also saying to kate your father was an idiot as as well <laughs> uh yeah there was so they, they did i think i did read somewhere that Shidman said it was more of a a love letter to doctor who of the 80s and it was because you had all the 80s doctors in there didn't you um but then you also had paul mcgain uh which that was my little punch the air moment I wish it had been a bit more substantive. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they, you know, they all looked older yes. as well, obviously, yeah. obviously. And that was not even dealt with this time. I think Tegan did mention, 
oh, you look a bit, and the doctor said, oh, yeah, so do you, yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah. But they, it's almost breaking the fourth wall. Um, it was, really, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was rewarding in a way, and I will go back and watch those scenes again. And yes, I'm glad uh, Paul McGann is back, but, you know, that's... <clears throat> or was back. He wasn't really back. He was back for a few lines, wasn't he? Yeah. But I, 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 uh, I, I still, I, I'm just glad to see him back as the Doctor on the television, on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, I, I think perhaps the time has come really to to talk about the story as well. Yeah. And um, uh, as as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't really there. Uh, I mean the 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 initial opening sequence had me utterly exhausted uh, inside of about seven minutes yeah. it was loud noisy didn't really have a clue what was going on and then when the master cybermen as they decided to call yeah. them were, were were revealed it was like oh they just look like christmas trees <laughs> and they they don't look impressive in any way no no I, I didn't like the cyber masters as they're now known as i thought we just called cyber lords uh, last time and now the cyber masters well i, yeah. I guess because the master had a hand in I guess genesis, so, I, I guess, guess so. Uh but yeah, I, I didn't like the design. Um I didn't like that that peacock sort of headdress that they have, which just put me in mind if you're a fan of Babylon Five, you'll know what I'm talking about with uh, Londo Malari's hair. It just reminded me of that. Um hmm. so when they were offed during this episode, um I was pleased actually, because you we won't hopefully won't be seeing them again. I was a little surprised by who wasn't in this episode. So uh-huh. die, there was no die uh, at all. No. And in fact, there wasn't much Dan really. Dan had his goodbye scene. What twenty minutes in? Something yeah, almost after the the um, titles. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was gone, and that was it. Which uh, well, until he came back at the ends. end with, um, uh, with 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 Graham. Yeah, and and also uh, there was a mention of Ryan, mm. but no toasting Cole. And again, he, his absence kind of stuck out quite a bit. It was it was quite conspicuous. Yeah, considering he was sort of one of the only companions that Jodie Whittaker's Whittaker Whittaker's doctor um, has has travelled with. So I, th- mm. I understand the actor. You know, I think he's out in the states now, isn't he? He's filming a, a show out there. But even just a little Zoom call cameo would have would have done it really if they wanted to um but there must, there must have been a reason why I'm, yeah. I'm not complaining no, I'm, no, I'm me just neither. suggesting me it so it's it's interesting but the, the the rest of the story in terms of the the the, the paintings going missing uh, and the seismologists you know and you really had to pay attention uh, to 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 hear this plot cuz mm. literally exposition was littered throughout the entire episode characters were just telling you stuff yeah um and uh you know it it almost got lost because the story was it was kind of like everybody accepted it wasn't very important so you didn't really need to pay attention to it there was, yeah. it was just going to be this um globe trotting um tale and, and and even the the geography didn't really matter i mean bolivia uh, bolivia wasn't it, it was, they, this yeah. this um this this uh, volcano was supposed to be where the Dalek factory was underneath, or at least one of them, and it comes up big on screen, Bolivia, uh, and and you don't see anything other than the inside of the volcano. It so could in have other been words, anywhere, <laughs> and, and and that happened quite a bit, you know, with different um, different locations. Um, trying to force regenerate the Doctor. I mean, I was trying to think what. Well, well, 
why you know yeah okay you want to be the doctor and then kind of undo the reputation the doctor mm. has again it's all it's about as credible as any other plot the master has had i suppose or any well, it, other motive it, it, he's had it did seem rather but... convoluted what he could have just been going around the universe saying i'm the doctor and people would have mm. believed him because the Obviously, the dots had different faces, so there's no, there was no real need <laughs> to go through this convoluted process of be actually becoming the Doctor, uh, which I well, apart from to eliminate the Doctor at the same time, and it, but um, either way, you're right. It, the, the motive is weak, and it doesn't really matter no, anyway. No, um, I, I thought the, the the technology, you know, the kind of two glass chambers uh, where, you know, I mean. It kind of mirrors the ending of um, End of Time. Yes, uh, yes. With, with Wilf, when Wilf was in one of them. I know it yeah. wasn't Gallifreyan technology, but there were two booths that, um, you know, were, were intrinsic to the fate of the Tenth Doctor. Yeah. Um, or, or so we thought. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way I described it at the end, uh, when I was talking to, to um, my family about this, it, it just felt like absolutely everything that was important to Chibnall when he had access to, he chucked it in into this large washing machine <laughs> and just put it on spin and uh, d- and see what came out of it at the end. And whilst it's, you know, it's fun because it's good to see some old socks you've not seen in a long time. <laughs> you know, it's good to put them on again. And, you know, it, it just, there wasn't really much point to it. It didn't, it didn't tie up anything that um, Flux kind of no, up in no, the air or untied. No, I'm, I know. must have, I must admit I thought there was going to be more tying back to Flux because I'm still not convinced that was ever resolved properly. I thought, you know, three quarters of the universe had, had disappeared or whatever it was. And I honestly believed that it was going to go into like a, a the multi-universe thing because that played a big part in Flux and it was all for nothing. And I agree with what you say about Chibnall had all the ideas, chucked it in the washing machine, stuck it on spin. And I've always felt that that's always been his approach to storytelling anyway. It's just chuck a load of ideas in, see what happens. And some of it goes nowhere or, get, yeah. or gets left in the, in the spin drive. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's uh, for want of a better analogy. <laughs> we'll be finding like, you know, miniature Daleks next time you open a washing machine or something. Yeah. But yeah, it was just more obvious this time because there was this celebratory feel to it as well yeah. um one one quick thing uh that i noticed for sure i didn't write this down so i may as well say it before i forget it mm. once again the doctor totally incidental to the plot yeah just wandered around the plot and things happened to her yeah no real action no real agency to resolve anything and um it it kind of just felt as though the most important dialogue she had was to explain to her companions or the audience either what was going on or what she was about to do. Yeah. And and that was quite obvious and um, very clear again in uh, towards the end on that metal planetoid yeah. where she left the TARDIS and then just decided to radio in, oh, in case you have missed what I'm doing. Or oh, here's a recap. The 13th Doctor has always done that since the first episode. Uh, it's always been exposition, exposition. Explain what I'm doing. We can oh, we can see yeah, it. We yeah. can see what's happening. But anyway, mm. um, we're going off off topic here. Yeah, it was it was a, a, a you know one of the the weak spots of this of this particular story. 
the other thing to remember here, it was a celebratory episode of 100 Years of the BBC as well. So it was cramming in as much Doctor Who nostalgia as it possibly could for the last, you know, 59 years, really. Um, yeah, perhaps the nostalgia licence was uh, a little more generous than it has been in yeah, the past. And, yeah. um, you know, perhaps that's why we saw all of the past Doctors, um, uh, it, it, which, was, which was nice. The second go-around with the companions at the end, and we'll, we'll talk about this shortly before we talk about the regeneration. Yes, yes. I, I saw what they were doing, and again, you kind of got the you got the whole feel of, of what was coming next when you just saw Yaz sitting in uh, in, in the circle. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was it Yaz? Was it Yaz or Dan? I can't recall now. Oh, it was Graham, um, first of all, wasn't it? Graham, sorry, Graham. right, it yes. was Graham. And, and you think, right, who else have they got back here? Yeah. And it felt far too much to me, and I'm not speaking from experience, like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous group, <laughs> you know, which uh, <laughs> you just had everybody sit around. And, say, I mean, and, and, and is this something a doctor wants to do? Actually generate, um, you know, a, a support group or what looked like a support group where they could go and exchange stories about a doctor. Now, if, if we were going to do that, Phil, right, let's say that actually happened. There's no way you'd slap a name badge on and sit in a circle in a church hall. You'd be down the pub, you'd be somewhere, you know, somewhere different. There's no way that you would just sit in a TV studio <laughs> um, or, or what looked like it. So that had very little impact for me. Um, I mean, it, it was nice to see them. Yeah. Um, well, it was nice to see William Russell back in Doctor for the first time in, what, 50 or so years isn't it so since the uh, since the chase since the I chase suppose. exactly yeah um katie manning back again and also bonnie langford mel bush has, has been back on big finish as has joe grant um but just nice to see them acknowledged and back on the tv because i'm i mean mel bush wasn't a fondly remembered character really was she Let, let's be honest I, I kind of feel sorry for for bonnie langford so i i just thought it was nice to see her Back it was nice to see them all. It was. I felt yeah, it was yeah. nice to see them all, but yeah. it was, was it absolutely essential? Probably not. And could they have done it better? I think the answer is yes, very easily, actually. Yeah. And, but um, it, it was and, just and the course, nostalgia thing again, wasn't it? it? It was that celebratory 100 years of the BBC, which Doctor Who plays. Well, let's, let's think about it. Out of those 100 years, Doctor Who has been there for nearly 60 of those 100, which is amazing, actually. So... I, I, I know. I mean, I'm... I'm it is incredible, but I'm not particularly fussed about seeing elements of it within the plot of a of an episode. What I would prefer is is some kind of genuine attempt to give some of these characters something to to do. And I, James, I'm not James, as I said, you're I, being a curmudgeon. <laughs> I, I, I might be. I just think if you're going to go to the bother of getting them all together again, they've all hmm. reprised their roles recently on these little trailers. Yes, that's um, right. That they've yeah. been producing for the um, for, for the Blu-rays. Then why? Why not give them a little bit more to do? Why, why just focus in or zone in on Tegan and Ace? And whilst it was brilliant to see them, yeah. you know, there wasn't actually a reason why those two characters were brought back. There was not a particular. There was no story reason why Kate Stewart was there again. You know, it was just a case that oh, units back, units got a new yeah, building. Yeah, I let's, think it let's was. Blow it well, up. it was a little bit sort of tenuous. I think particularly with with Ace, really, she just happened to notice that some paintings had gone missing from a gallery. Tegan, I can understand because the master drew her in with this little figure. 
Um, yeah. And then, but with Ace, she just happened to notice that some paint, paintings were missing. She wasn't, was she actually investigating the reason why the paintings well, were missing? This, this was it. Yeah. They didn't really talk about what she's doing now. They didn't say, you know. And how she uh, knew Tegan as well. What Did they have their own little support group going? I, I, perhaps so. Uh, perhaps, yeah. It, it, it yeah. does sound a bit, um, well, it did feel a little bit. <sighs> papered over quite quickly yeah you know those those kind of things and um it kind of in a way it's a good reason not to bring these characters back having said that you know i did enjoy them featuring in yes, the story in the way that they yeah, did yeah. there w- wasn't much interaction with the doctor i didn't feel much when the doctor met tegan and ace again you know that mm. little reconciliation scene was dispensed with quite quickly. Yeah, uh, I I felt, um, but yeah. Anyway, let's let's get on and speak about the elephants in the room. Then, <laughs> so the last the last um, the last ten minutes or so of the episode, and bearing in mind <laughs> Phil and I have only seen this entire episode once, we haven't had time to watch it, no <laughs> even no. half of it a second time since the credits rolled. Um, what well, how how did the regeneration uh, leave you feeling? Let's, in fact, no, I'm going to ask you a more pointed question first of all. I called it. I said David Tennant last episode. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> were you surprised? Uh, no, not really. Um, I think everyone was hoping they were going to see a little glimpse of Shooty Gatwell before yeah. seeing David Tennant. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen because um, I'd already read somewhere that he had, he's only just started. Um, filming stuff, um, Shooty Gatwa. So I hadn't heard anything about him being anywhere near Cardiff to do a little cameo. Because uh, if he was, somebody would have seen him. Somebody would have reported it. Well, would they not have done the same with David Tennant? Because I think that was pretty much in a studio, wasn't it? It wasn't on Durdle Door or wherever Wherever the hell they do it. This time, outdoor regeneration. Yes, outdoor regeneration. Yes, we'll just point. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah, the only thing that sort of surprised me uh, is now clothes can regenerate. That I'm again, it, yes. is that is that a call back to Hartnell to Troughton uh, regeneration as well? Um, Maybe that's actually you know a symptom of whatever it is that's made the doctor retro maybe maybe i I just thought it was another little nostalgia thing because when the first doctor regenerated to the second doctor he also regenerated his outfit at the same time yeah so i i yeah so i i just thought oh maybe it's a little nod uh nod to that but um (laughs) yeah and i think everyone's i think quite a few people did predict the episode would end up with the doctor going, what, what, what? Oh, how could it how not? How could it not? Exactly. How could it not? It was it was referencing so many things from various points of, of Doctor Who's history. Um, as I say, it, it was a greatest hits package. I think that that's how I mm. best sort of sums it up for me. Um, but coming back to the regeneration, I thought it was fairly understated, actually. It, it wasn't... Um, there were no grand speeches or anything like this time. It was fairly... A fairly quiet affair, which made a well, quite a nice change. I, I thought it was perfectly serviceable yeah. <laughs> for a regeneration. <laughs> I, quite, I quite enjoyed it. Very surprised there was no kiss uh, between a doctor and Yaz. Yes, I must admit Scott was so. watching through his fingers uh, at the end with Doctor and Yaz. He doesn't like any hanky-panky. He's nine years old. He's not going to like anything like oh, that. So, yeah. But it just fizzled out completely. Where, where, the, where they'd built up so much sexual tension yeah. in previous episodes. Well, particularly Legend, I mean, they... Legend of the Sea Devils in particular. Um, well. You know, and then it was then it was sort of nipped in the bud at the end of that episode. And I thought it might have come back again, certainly 
towards the end of the doctor's te- uh, oh, I'd, I'd, tenure. I'd have laid money yeah. on, on it yeah. uh, going somewhere uh, rather than just fizzling out. And, and the thing is, Yaz deciding to leave the doctor rather than stay with her for absolutely no apparent reason, incidentally. Yeah. Had there been a kiss, it would have been a kiss goodbye. And yeah. this doctor doesn't do goodbyes. So why not, at the end of the era, break that, Yeah, doesn't say goodbye thing, and then Yaz can walk off and the doctor can regenerate. Yeah, I just thought it was um, maybe a little bit of a missed opportunity. I'm not entirely sure why they backed away from it towards the end. Um, I know you shouldn't give it the fans everything they want. I know the fan, you know, fandom was, you know, they come up with the whole Thasmin thing, and I think it when they introduced it on the show, it was kind of a little. I felt it was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction because this is what the fans want, um, but then backed away from it at the same time. Yeah, um, I I have a feeling we'll be revisiting areas uh, that were completely absent from this episode. So, Pocket Watch. Yeah. Not there. Not there. No. And The Timeless Child. You know, The Doctor's Origins. I know. Do do you know... What's all that about? I know. Well, do you you know what? I thought when they opened up that, that casket on the train at the beginning, I thought for one moment... That was the timeless child. Yes, I think I said to Natasha, "Oh, I think that might be the Doctor." You know, yeah, the, yeah. the early version and Cyber Time Lords had gone and got her yeah, from somewhere. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, that oh, okay, this is all the timeless Charles came back into play again. Uh, no, 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 it didn't. Uh, so you know, completely, mm. completely wrong there. So it just makes you wonder why go through all of that for it to be ignored. Really, I mean, apart from we, we got to see the uh, sort of Joe Martin again um, as the Doctor, um, albeit only as a as a hologram. It was a horrible plot device, that wasn't it? Yeah. This, um, you know, this, basically the Doctor can appear in any scene in any in any incarnation for any reason, mm. and whilst it worked quite well, and as I said, it um, it created two of the scenes uh, that I loved in this um, in in this episode with the Fifth Doctor and. Uh, the Seventh Doctor, I, I, it, it, it was just a little bit too quick and easy, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, enough. yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. As I say, I, I don't think we're we're supposed to. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we always sort of cast up sort of. We're meant to be sort of giving our hot take on this, and we're all sort of getting into the nitty gritty <laughs> of the oh, episode. Well, perhaps, but on the whole, uh, I, I think it sounds as though. You're slightly more well disposed to the episode in story terms than than I am. I enjoyed bits of it, yeah. the character moments. Yeah. Uh, but as a, a as a finale, it very much suited the era in which it's brought to an end. It yeah. was, you know, it was pretty much a jumble, uh, and and had just the occasional gratifying moments and. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm. I'm very much looking forward to to, to what's coming next. Um, did you see the trailer after the credits roll as well? I did indeed. I did indeed. Um, didn't give anything away, which I'm glad about. Uh, so a little uh, fun. We did get a little glimpse of uh, Shooty Gatwa right at the very end, saying what the hell is going on, which was highly appropriate, <laughs> not just for for Doctor Who, but um, you know, <laughs> the world in general, or certainly the UK in general at the moment. <laughs> that could be a really good strapline. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and on that note, then Phil, I, I think we shall wrap this episode up. Indeed. Um, 
Drew, Brent and Michelle will be back later on this week, possibly next weekend because of uh, availability, with a more considered, we would hope a more considered and a more in-depth and thought-out um, analysis than you've just heard Phil and I give. Uh, and I'm sure Ian will find his way of, of making his opinion known as well. He should have been here uh, with Phil and I today, listeners, but uh, sadly had some travel issues. His TARDIS didn't work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but please do let us know what you think of the episode. Feedback at the Doctor Who Podcast.com. Audio feedback preferred, and we'll play that on a future podcast if you can record a couple of minutes and send it in as an MP3. Twitter at the DR Who Podcast, or you can search us up on Facebook. So, Phil. The Jodie Whittaker era has ended. It has. It has. And so has this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. That was the Doctor Who podcast with your hosts, James and Phil. You can find us at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. If you have any feedback, please send it in to feedback at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for listening and take care.